This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundell. This episode features Dan Mitchell, creative director of Potato Head Bali. Dan Mitchell, the creative director of Potato Head in Bali. So um, welcome to A Hotel Life Live. Thank you very much, Ben. It's a pleasure. It's great to uh, connect. And um, I hope you guys are all doing well, keeping safe. Those that don't know uh, about Potato Head or what it is, I'm going to actually just steal from a quote. Potato Head is, is a creative village by the ocean where music, art, design, food and wellness play together, sparking good times whilst doing good for the planet. So Dan, before, before we get cracking, Potato Head was designed by uh, Omar, which was founded by Rem Callhouse. 168 yeah. rooms, a beach club, three restaurants, uh, and some really impressive, progressive, innovative programming. And you are the creative director, and so we're thrilled to be talking to you about Potato Head. But before we get started, so where are you, how are you, and, and how are you quarantining? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. We're, I'm quarantining at home here in Bali. Um, so I'm here with the family. I've got two boys, beautiful wife. So we're just, you know, amongst this crisis, we're trying to take the opportunity of having a bit of time together, using this time to really um, do as much reflecting, growing, and obviously just seeing what's next for, for Potato Head and, and, um, and the world in general. Very well said. And a couple of those things we'll pick up on in a second. But uh, how are things professionally? How are things with, with Potato Head and, and what, what's happening currently? Like most places around the world, we're closed. And that's always a tough decision, you know, when, when, when you have to, especially as a hotel, you never close. It's, it's, it's 24 right. 7, 365 days a year. Of course, it's safety first. You know, our, our family, in terms of our staff, guests, so that's the, the, their safety's priority. So we will not be rushing open until it's safe to do so, you know, following the guidelines that, that are set by the governments. Um, but yeah, of course, it's, it's, it's a difficult time for everybody, for the, for the staff, for ourselves. But we've just got to do what we can, take it week on week, see how things develop and make sure that we come out stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got a feeling if anyone's going to be uh, showing us how to lead the way, it's going to be Potato Head. Because you've always had a focus on, on doing the right thing with regards to having re you know, responsible hospitality. At check-in, guests receive a water bottle and a tote bag and, and bamboo yeah. cutlery and straws. Uh, and refillable essentials like sunscreen and in insect repellent. And you even have biodegradable slippers made from coconut husks and woven palm leaves that are made locally. We're in the middle of a, a global pandemic. Is this the forced awakening the world needs or do you think we're going to back to business as usual? Yeah, I think this is a huge um, opportunity. I mean, we're in a, a planetary awakening for sure, an enriched awakening. I think this, this has to be taken as a serious warning. I think Mother Nature is sending us a message. Obviously COVID-19, it will be one, it will, you know, it is repairable, but it will, it gives us a chance to wake up and, and, and see what's, where we're going wrong in the world. We certainly don't have the answers of Potato Head, but we're striving to do better, you know, better each day as we did the last, but we feel we all, we all have responsibility as human beings on this planet to, you know, not kill ourselves and, and the, the spaceship Earth that we're spinning on. So. I'm, I'm sort of very blessed to be you know, part of the organization that really deeply cares. And that comes from, from Ronald Achille, the founder. When I, when I first moved to Bali, I met him and he had a real deep sense of um, 
shared interest in culture like myself, but also he wants to sort of make a positive impact on the planet. And that's why I joined the company. So for us, it's, it's very important that everything that we do, of course, we want amazing experiences. We want people to have the best time ever, but we also want to try and start a conversation. Okay. How can we, how can we, um, show the alternative ways of living or the alternative ways you can enjoy hospitality and, and, and travel without, without, you know, with, with leaving minimum uh, footprint as possible. So, so yeah, we, we do our best. We, um, we are sort of building up to try and, you know, on, on a level of sustainability and circularity. But first and foremost, we want to make sure that what we're offering from a product perspective, from an experience perspective, is stands up to anything that isn't sustainable. Because people aren't going to compromise. And that's what, we, that's what we want to try and show, that you don't have to compromise to live sustainably. You can have a great time. You can stay in a fantastic designed hotel room. You can have a, go to a great music event or, or an art exhibition, or all these things. So you can, as you mentioned, the, all of the amenities that we're, we're we're making, people are people are really um, reacting to them from a level of how well designed they are, and then they find out, wow, these are these, these are made from you know biodegradable material, or mm. this chair was made from uh, 800 recycled plastic bottles, but it feels mm -hmm. really you know really well well made. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to use creativity as a tool to 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 make change. Well, it's a shame, isn't it, that sustainability and responsibility is kind of deemed as the alternative lifestyle when it should be mm. the only option. You know, you've recently opened a plant-based restaurant, uh, Tanaman. You produce biodegradable shirts. You buy as much as possible from the locals to support the, the, the local community and, eco and economy. But then on the flip side, you have a collaboration with Peggy Goo. You have infamous parties with, with DJ Harvey. And, and you really show that, that having fun and doing the right thing are not mutually exclusive. How do you find that balance and why do you think it's so difficult for other companies to do so? This is who we are. This is the lifestyle that we live, you know, and that's why I joined the company. Um, first and foremost, we've, I mean, I've spent my whole life investing in culture and music and art. That, that's, that's what I'm into. And, and what I found out years ago when I had my business in London was I'm actually contributing to damaging the planet by mm. being involved in fashion. So, that, that completely turned everything on its head for me. And, um, but, but at the same time, I didn't want to just give it all up and say, oh, well, you know, we're destroying the planet. Da, da, da. I, I, I felt okay that there is, there is other ways of doing things more consciously. And you know, I'm not here to say we've got to all stop consuming. I think we definitely need to consume less, but how could we consume more consciously? How could we collectively um, as, a, as, a, as a community or, or as, as the human race come together to um, do things better, you know? And, and, and at Potato Head, we simply say, you know, we want everybody to have an amazing time, first and foremost, regardless to what your beliefs are. Everybody's welcome. You can have a good time, but we want to sort of leave. We want people to, to you know, invite you, probably a better word, to have a conversation about how we can change the planet. Now, you can go as deep into that as you want, or you, or you may not, but at least we're starting the conversation. But I do think the industry needs champions of responsible hospitality because I don't think we really have them, or if we do, they don't speak to, 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 to us. We need you, Dan, we need you in the industry to show us that it can be done. But we also, we don't wanna forfeit having a, having a great time. You keep mentioning potato head, potato head, potato head, but I've looked at your Instagram uh, quite, mm -hmm. quite a lot, and I see that a lot of it comes from you and your personal journey. So where, where does that derive from, being a guy from Newcastle, having lived in London, and then being in, yeah. in Bali for, for six years? I guess I was just lucky, the fact that when I was younger, I was attracted to all the people. So I remember just being a 13-year-old 
looking out of the school gates at these skateboarders who were all probably, you know, double my age and thinking, wow, these guys are, you know, sort of slightly outcasts in society back then. There was something that just drew me to, to those types of cultures, skateboarding, music, that then paved the way for me to learn about art, about fashion. And then I, I sort of left school as soon as I could at 16 to, to work in fashion. And that just, yeah, that, it all came from there, really. Started my own club nights when I was 17, um, you know, did Vols. So, so I, I sort of met the right people at the right time. And, and I opened the gateway up to immersive culture, for a better word, you know. And then, and then as, as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned a bit more about the world and then mm-hmm. realized the the current crisis, which I would say climate crisis, not, not, not sort of global warming. I think we're in a crisis now of, okay, how do we make the world better? And, and we believe, you know, Potato Head, um, you know, the, the sort of mantra of good times do good. We want everybody to have a time first and foremost, but at the same time we can do good as well. So Potato Head is very deeply rooted in music and club culture. So, so tell, us, tell us about two things. Tell us about Island of the Gods, uh, the label, mm-hmm. and the Wildlife Archive partnership both fascinating to me. Essentially, it all stemmed from a trip to Bali I had maybe about 12 years ago, and I discovered gamelan music and discovered the ways of the sort of traditional music of Bali, which just completely fascinated me. It was a thousand year old culture, which hadn't changed in that thousand years and um, just really hypnotic sounds. And, and I, I sort of drew similarities to the music that was being made here and that has been played here for thousands of years with, you know, techno music and house music and disco. I could hear, even though it was a vastly different sound, there was a similar feeling of, of sort of hypnotic transcendence, which I look for in music. Um, and at that time, there was nobody really doing anything with it. So, and, and I was involved in a, I'm part of a, a wider sort of dance music community, just through my friends and associates in Europe and America and around the world. So I thought, you know what, well, I'm going to, when I do move to Bali, let's, let's sort of work with these musicians and give them a voice because these, these musicians in Bali, they're, they're masters of their craft, but no, no one knows them. So, I thought what a great opportunity to, to sort of bring um, my friends or, or my contemporaries over here to meet and collaborate with these local musicians and, and um, see, what, see what comes out. So it's, it was very important to me that it was a true collaboration. It wasn't just come over and record and go home. It was very much, let's get our heads together. Let's collaborate. Let's exchange cultures. Let's exchange knowledge. And let's try and express um, some new, new music through, um, through the lens of like, what, it, what it means to be in Bali today did a series of, of concept albums around that. So I think there's five albums out now. The last one was by Young Marco. Um, and I've had releases from Johnny Nash, Lindsay Todd, Black Merlin, um, and Zoo. So yeah, I've been doing that the last six years. And it's, it's very much a side project. It's a, it's a labor of love. It's something which I'm, I, I like to work with musicians. And I like to sort of try and elevate these, these, these unknown musicians as much as possible. The Wildlife Archive Partnership, which I, I kind yes. of went deep into last night. Amazing. So, so t- yes, tell, us, t- tell us a little bit about that. Music fundamentally is it's such an important aspect to Potato Head in general. I mean, since day one, even before I got there, 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 was, there was a deep music culture there of doing events. It's very important to us and, and me personally. And over the last sort of probably five, five, six years, we've gotten even deeper into that through who we've collaborated with, the, the type of events we do. We've had over 500 amazing DJs and artists staying and playing with us over the last five, six years. It's the Balearic spirit of the 70s and 80s. It's the New York spirit that maybe you're familiar with. I know mean, you had Ian Schrager on, who's an absolute, you know, absolute legendary figure. It's had a you know, huge effect on, on, on all of us, really, with, with Studio 54 and, and our influences. Um, so, so, yeah, so it's a, a big part of our culture. A good friend of mine who I've known for, for many years, I've known a guy called Steve Terryford, 
he has been sort of quietly collecting um, this collection of dance music memorabilia, artifacts for, yeah, forever, 30 years, I think he's been collecting it. And um, I knew we sort of had, had a collection, but I didn't really realize how, how amazing it was. And, and one day he, he heard that we were working with, he heard that we were opening a club with Harvey, he heard that we were doing a lot of good sort of music and cultural things here in Bali. And he sensed that there was something special going on over here. And, and, he, and he sort of said, you know what, I I've never showed anybody this before. I've got something to show you, you might be interested. Amazing. And we had a Skype call for, I think it was about four or five hour Skype call of him just going through his folders of, of some of the stuff that he's got. And, Honestly, I'd, I'd never seen anything like it in my life, Ben. It was just in, incredible depth of knowledge of the history books of dance music. And, he, and, he, and he's got it all. He's got everything from, you know, the early New York clubs to the top of the loft, Paradise Garage, Studio 54, all the Ibiza clubs, you know, everything. So he, he showed me this collection and was like, you know, I've been looking for a home for this. And, you know, the Tate Modern and, and, and you know, the, the Design Museum and, and other places of that caliber, the MoMA, they're sort of dipping into bits of it and getting, getting stuff off them for, for stuff they're doing. And I could just sense that there's something bubbling with, with dance music. It's just become so much, you know, the, 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 the awareness is there on a much bigger level, the, the, the young, younger kids are getting into it. And there's no real one place, almost like a, a dance music institute where you can go and learn about. So this has given us the possibility of giving it a home and showcasing That's it in almost a museum-like setting in our new gallery. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's like, as I said, it's the history books. It's, everything's in there. So, so Dan, is the, is the Wildlife Archive, is that all set up at Potato Head now? Well, yeah, I mean, we were literally just about to launch our first exhibition um, just before this whole thing happened. So, so it's, it's um, the collection, yeah, it's, it's, it will be, it will live in Bali. And we're not gonna show the whole thing in one. We're not gonna be like, okay, there's the whole history of dance music and everything's there, 5,000 pieces. We're going to do it in themes. So, for example, you know, we right. can dip into the Balearic spirit because we're on an island and there's a lot of synergy with us and, and, and Ibiza and, and, the, and that, that sort of Balearic spirit. The collection is so vast and deep. You could go, there's, there's so many narratives in there that you could do literally hundreds of exhibitions and they'd all mm -hmm. really stand up and, and, uh, and, and be amazing on their own. You know, you could dive into the disco thing. You could just, you could just do one in the loft. They could just do one on Studio 54, like what you guys are... Just do one about New York. Just do one about the 90s. Do one about know? York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's endless narratives and, uh, and then maybe eventually we, we could do a whole retrospective of like, this is the whole journey, you know? Very, very, very cool. Can't wait to be there and see it. Dan, you've been the creative director since 2014 of, of Potato Head and a lot has changed since then. But what excites you most about the future of Potato Head? The future of Potato Head, um, well, I think definitely evolving into a much sort of larger kind of lifestyle brand where we invest a lot in culture um, and, and not just culture, but a, a, a new way of a balanced life. And I think that's what we all need, you know, before this whole crisis happened, but even more so post COVID-19, we're all looking to, to live a balanced life. We all want to have a good time. We want to look after our body. And that's what we've been doing at Potato Head for some time. And, and um, we, we, we want to show that it is possible to have an amazing time to, you know, live by um, creativity, music, art, design. You know, we want to inspire creativity. But we also want to look after our bodies in terms of like the way that we're eating, mm -hmm. the way that we're, you know, we're, the way that we're, we're exercising and moving our bodies every day. Um, you know, we want to align our soul. We want to make sure that there's that wellness aspect there and that we're going to see more and more of that. And, and what wraps everything up is how do we sustain Mother Earth? Because quite frankly, if we don't Mother Earth, none of that's going to, nothing's going to matter anyway. So. Oh. 
think I think it's all about balance. I think that's just life in general. It's it's about balance and um and, and we feel that this is a lifestyle that we all should be living. And we're not preaching that with this is just what we're living and we feel that there's there's a de demand for that, especially from the we're seeing younger and younger people staying with us or coming coming to us for events because they're they're looking for that. You know, they don't want to compromise, they're fearlessly creative or they just want to have a good time, but they also actually want to wake up in the morning and have a medicinal jamu. And, mm -hmm. but then stay up all night dancing to DJ Harvey. So, so there's that sort mm -hmm. of like real contrast of not, if you're healthy or you want to live a healthy lifestyle, it doesn't mean you, 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 don't, you can't enjoy yourself. It means you can, in fact, mm -hmm. go out and dance all night into a nightclub because that's very transcending and that's very healing as well. So we're, so we're, so we're just looking at things from a different approach and sort of showing that actually these things are good for you. you know, dancing all night and, and staying up all night is good for you as long as you're balancing that out and, and, and on a level of nutrition and, and wellness and all these sort of things. And, that's essentially what we're trying to show, you know, trying to enable people to live better. We're living in some very dark times and, you know, it's a, a completely unprecedented over half the world on some kind of lockdown or quarantine uh, still, even though some of the restrictions are being lifted to this week. But any silver linings, any silver linings that you see or, or that you want to, uh, to talk about? Yeah, I think the silver lining, like what I mentioned, is that this offers us a, a really rare opportunity to step back and sort of really analyze the world that we've all been on as human beings. Um, and I think it has, it has been the wrong path then. And I think it's not just me saying it, it's the scientists that, that mm. we, we are on the road to self-destruction. Um, and I'm not here to preach and I'm not here to sort of say, oh, we're, we're all fucked. Cause I do, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, the, this is the moment that nature has given us to say, guys, step back, reanalyze, change habits, change behaviors, and see this is a really enriched um, planetary awakening. And, 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 you know, in times of disruption, Ben, that's when big ideas can flourish. Usually things are like, oh, right, we're in our day-to-day -day lives, things don't surface as fast. Things can accelerate at a pace that we're never gonna see. Now that can go the wrong way, I can go the right way. I feel, you mm -hmm. know, if we're, enough people think about it and focus on it, and on that level of sort of interconnectedness as human beings, that we can really start making a change, a positive change. And I think, I think that's the silver lining. Of course, it's terrible to see people getting sick. You know, it's a, it's a crisis, don't get me wrong, but it will, it will repair itself. But the next crisis, who knows? If it's one of ecological, it could, it could, it could literally wipe us out. So as I say, I'm optimistic. I, I think I've got a lot of hope, I've got a lot of faith. I think human beings are, are generally good. And um, you know, we, 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 we have a check a positive difference now. And, and have a good time doing it. I, I believe in that as well. Mm -hmm. I don't want to start saying, let's stop everything. I just think we do need to stop a lot and we need to consume a lot less. We need to do more with less. I think that's going to be a key. How can we do more with less? And what we'll find is, what I'm finding is, because of the restrictions, I'm actually simplifying my life and it makes you happier. None of us mm -hmm. need the, the, the stuff that we're, bu we're, we're buying constantly. We don't need it. You know, buy the things like that, that they're going to last long and, and, and are made consciously and made well cherish it and, and simplify your life and it'll actually improve your life mm -hmm. and it will improve the world at the same time so i think we always need to think about that in our daily lives and and just live live more gratefully for what we have and um take this as a warning a, a big warning sign from nature ben that, that's where i'm looking mm -hmm. at well dan i think living living gratefully with, with what we have is a great note to end on and thank you so much for being such a leader in uh, responsible hospitality we need you to continue to champion this. Dan, it's been a real, real pleasure. Uh, Thank you, Ben. It's been, it's been a pre really appreciated, mate. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, I hope you and the team and, and the wider family over there in New York are all staying safe. And 
want to send you lots of love and any as soon as this is over we'd love to see you in bali we'll come and see you and uh yeah we'll have a good time this podcast is brought to you by a hotel life an award-winning travel website and community founded by ben pundle this episode features dan mitchell creative director of potato head bali <laughs>